Will there be many taken with the Lord when He comes for His church? Or will there be only a few of us that will go with the Lord? That is the question, especially seeing everything that is going on in today's so-called God's people. Will He really find faith on the earth? This is something we really need to challenge ourselves with. Are we living out a true faith in Christ? Are we living to do the Lord's will or our own will? Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Today we'll be talking about future occurrences. The Bible teaches us that this world is on a course to an inevitable end. But before that end comes, there will be a time when the Antichrist will reign, and it will be unprecedented. It will be the world's darkest and most evil place in all history. And everything that is happening today is leading to that time. We must be ready through the Lord Jesus Christ for these end times that we are already living through. Things will get harder, but if we abide faithfully in our love for the Lord, we will endure whatever comes our way and inherit His eternal kingdom. Today's message is inspired on Daniel chapter 7, verses 15 to 28. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, blessing and honor and glory and praise and majesty be to you, O Lord God. For you are worthy to be praised and exalted, O Lord, above in all things, O Lord. For you are Lord, you are God. You are the creator of heaven and earth. You are the one that was, that is, and is to come. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, O Lord. I pray humbly that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs. I pray humbly, O Lord God, that you may always remember us in your mercy and in your grace. For if it were not for them, we would be all gone, Lord God, and we would have no hope. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, O Lord, for your guidance. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may help us, O Lord, to be attentive, to be sensitive, Lord God, to your will, to your ways. Help us to understand, Lord God, that there are things that are happening and that will happen, Lord God, that we must be ready for, Lord God. That the only way that we can be ready is if we Obey the Lord Jesus Christ and love him with all of our hearts. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever, O Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage can be found in Daniel chapter 7, verses 15 to 28. This is the word of the Lord. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Those great beasts which are four are four kings which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet. And the ten horns that were on its head and the other horn which came up, before which three fell, namely, that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them, until the Ancient of Days came. And a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Thus he said, 
The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings, who shall arise from his kingdom, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. The saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, and my countenance changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. Despite it being almost Christmas, when people are mainly thinking about the holiday season, about spending time with family and friends, about experiences, and about everything else that comes with it, reality does not take a vacation. And today's key passage reading is a sobering testament of that. Today's message is a warning of the times that this world will see very soon. We read today of unprecedented things that will happen not too far into the future. The passage today speaks of a kingdom that is coming that will be ruthless and that will rule over the entire earth. This is the kingdom of the Antichrist. Too many that are not watchful of the things of the Bible, this may seem as either alarmist or far-fetched or at minimum. This is very far away from being fulfilled. But if we observe humanity and the different things that have happened over the past few years, we should be able to see the fulfillment of much prophecy that leads into the entrance of this abominable world authority that will emerge very soon. Over the past couple of centuries, we have seen much prophecy fulfilled, from the wars and rumors of wars to worldwide diseases and famines natural disasters, the exponential advancement of science and technology to the various prophecies fulfilled in the people of Israel, to world evangelism, and to the most concerning, the overall corruption of the universal church of Christ. The world or the unbelieving population can be whatever it wants to be, but the issue is that the universal church of Christ in general has become quite corrupt. The Bible said that there will be a time when people will call good evil and evil good. And the Bible also said that the love of many will wax cold because of the excess of sin. That time has arrived and is well established in most of the so-called Christian churches where only an appearance of good is present. Many things that are being preached today sound like the truth, but are very far away from it. Good is only an appearance at this moment throughout, but the true goodness of God is scarcely present in today's Christian community. The big question is, are all Christians living to fulfill the will of God on earth, or are they living to fulfill their own will on earth? If you truly look at things, you will realize just how far off we are as a group. I can say confidently that human agenda is at the top of the list and not doing God's will. It's not about the leadership of the Lord through the Holy Spirit anymore. It's about something else. And the Bible spoke about this happening in the end times. 
For it says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. And it also says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. All these things have already been happening for quite some time. And since this is so, can the Antichrist rule be far away? I'm afraid to say that this can happen at any moment. The time when this world will see the devil's visible dominion over the entire world through the Antichrist is at hand. Some that are somewhat knowledgeable of Bible prophecy might ask, isn't the rapture of the church supposed to happen before the reign of the Antichrist comes? And the answer is that it is possible. But we need to ask the same question the Lord Jesus Christ posed when he spoke about the end times. In Luke chapter 18, we read, And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Will there be many taken with the Lord when he comes for his church? Or will there be only a few of us that will go with the Lord? That is the question, especially seeing everything that is going on in today's so-called God's people. Will he really find faith on the earth? This is something we really need to challenge ourselves with. Are we living out a true faith in Christ? Are we living to do the Lord's will or our own will? For our own sake, we need to make sure because there is just too much at stake. And once our time comes and we stand before the eternal throne of God, there is no turning back after that. There is no more opportunity for anything else after that. There is no asking God for another chance. Once things are done, it's all done, and there's nothing more that can be done. For it is written, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Every single person will stand before the judgment of the Lord God Almighty. This is a truth that many have been getting wrong over the years and for various reasons. Many people think that they will escape the judgment of Christ, but that is not so. Foregoing the judgment of Christ is one of those many fables that are floating around. God will judge us all, especially those that proclaim to belong to him. And as followers of Jesus Christ, our judgment will consist about what we did with our faith, if we did good or evil. Our actions do matter to the Lord. The word is very clear in this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And the Lord Jesus Christ said himself, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So you might ask, why make such an emphasis on the judgment? Why bring it up so much? 
And the answer is that the Holy Spirit prompting through us wants to make sure that everyone understands what they will be up against so that they can be ready. The only way that we will be ready for that judgment is by repenting and converting from all of our sins, accepting Jesus Christ as the effective and literal Lord of our lives and living our lives according to that faith, always seeking to do the Father's will. We just read that not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall be allowed to enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those that do the will of God the Father. So what does that mean? Our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ must render a product, and that product is good works. Doing the will of the Father is all about good works. And how does that happen? When we make our love for the Lord the foundation for everything in our lives, the reason for why we do everything, that's how we make everything we do count towards eternity. The Word of God says this, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Everything we do should be done by taking God into consideration through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and for His honor and glory. If I choose a career, it should be done by taking God into consideration, seeking His guidance and will, and for His honor and glory. If I choose to work somewhere else, my love for the Lord should be my motivation and reason for choosing that employment. If I use my money for things, it should have the same consideration. If I choose to marry someone, it should have the same considerations. If I have children and raise them, it should have the same considerations. The intent and purpose for everything in our lives should be as a result of our love for the Lord, our obedience to His will, and for His honor and glory. That is how we make everything we do count and become good works. And the Bible is very clear about the need for good works that we must render a product as a result of our faith. As it is written in James chapter 2, it says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? You see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect. And so this is the way we are ready for the things that will come, especially for God's judgment. You see, as followers of Jesus Christ, if we want to withstand any and all circumstances and make it to the everlasting kingdom of God, we must be ready. Now, why does God allow for us to go through different circumstances, through hardship? The purpose of all of the different circumstances we are challenged with in this world is to try us, to see if we are worthy to receive God's eternal life and reward. That's the reason. There is too much to gain, and we must be worthy through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the work of the Holy Spirit by voluntarily submitting to God the Father's will. We must always remember that there is always free will. We always have the freedom to choose. God is not going to force anyone to do things 
that they don't want to do. That is how we understand that God has subjected everything to love. Love is choice. God wants for us to choose to repent and convert from all of our sins. He wants for us to voluntarily surrender and submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And this is the reason for why we need to endure all of these things to test us, to see if in fact we love him no matter what. In James chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it, it is full grown, brings forth death. The Lord Jesus Christ did everything on the cross for us. When he was raised from the dead, he made eternal life possible for us. But now, it is our turn. We need to choose. We need to endure the temptation of giving up on that faith in Christ. We need to be tested and tried so that we can be found worthy to receive the crown of life. Loving him with everything we are is the only way we can receive that crown. And that love must be tested. For it also says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So then, as believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. We must be tested, and we must pass the tests. I'm not going to lie to you, and you probably already know this, but being tested is hard. It's hard to endure tribulation, but it must happen. Through testing and tribulation is how God sees if our faith is genuine and it is also the means through which he purifies us to make us more into his likeness. You see, God accepts us just as we are at the beginning, but we're not supposed to stay in that condition he found us. That is why we need to repent and convert from all of our sins with all of our hearts. God is in the business of making all things new through the Lord Jesus Christ, which means that there must be a regeneration, a transformation, that the old things, all of our sins must be left behind so that we become what he wants for us to become and to do the things he wants for us to do, so that we are ready to withstand these coming end times that are, we are really living through. But even more importantly, so that we are ready for his coming judgment and his everlasting kingdom that will be forever and ever, so that we can gain the promise, the hope, everything we can have through the Lord Jesus Christ, those things that he has reserved only for those people that truly choose to love him, despite the circumstances and despite the tribulations. This is part of what we read at the beginning. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. And so Satan, through his Antichrist, shall rule over the earth, but for a very limited time. But the Lord's kingdom and reign is for all eternity, and it will only be given to the saints of the Most High. We become His saints when we live to love Him and to do His will. 
This is the reason for why God sent his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for the sins of the world so that we could come back to the very reason he made us. He made us and created us for himself. We went away from that purpose through our voluntary sin, but he has now given us through faith and grace the opportunity to come back to our original purpose. This is what the word says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Is it easy to produce these good works? No, because we must submit our own evil and sinful desires to him through the work of the Holy Spirit. We must conquer the sin that still dwells within us so that we do the things that pleases him. God is the one that does the work in us, but we must voluntarily submit our free will to him so that that happens. This is the way we can be made ready and endure whatever we need to endure so that we can pass every test and tribulation so that we can be found worthy through the Lord Jesus Christ at the coming judgment so that we are assured entrance into his kingdom. His kingdom is forever and we must be ready for it. It is hard to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, but the reward is truly worth it. This is only part of what God has in store for those that choose to love him despite any and all circumstances. In the book of Revelations, chapter 21, we read this. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to whom who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. We will inherit his kingdom if we overcome through the Lord Jesus Christ. God, through his word, tells us about future occurrences so we can be ready for them. His word is a revelation of his will so that mankind can be saved. We don't need to guess at what God's will is and the reasons for why everything happens. God never intended to keep man in the dark. He is light, true light. And of course, he is life. Everything Satan and sin is involved with in one way or another is death or will culminate in death. There is no life for light in Satan or sin. This is why God cannot stand sin because of what it causes in our lives and in everything created. It may be pleasurable and even entertaining at first, and that is what makes sin alluring and attractive, but its end is death and destruction. Satan's rule of this world through the Antichrist will be dreadful, 
the worst thing that could have ever happened to this world. But we can avoid that if we surrender our lives to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we choose to repent and convert from all sins, and if we devote ourselves to doing His will, to loving Him with everything we are. Everything in the Lord Jesus Christ is conditional. And so if we fulfill the conditions that need to be met through Him, we will attain everything He has in store for those that love Him. It's all about love, about choosing to love Him, and for that love to endure the hard times that we're going through, and the even harder times that will be coming soon. It brings me no pleasure to say that this world will get that much more difficult, and it's all as a result of the overabundance of sin in the world. That is why we as followers of Jesus Christ must overcome, despite whatever challenges we might be faced with, because God called us to be the light of the world. But if we are not light, then how will the world know God? How will the world know that there is something greater beyond all of this if many of God's so-called people choose to live in darkness despite knowing and having access to God's truth? And so, for our own sake, and for the sake of those that surround us, we must choose to love the Lord and to do His will here and now so we can be ready for what is coming and so God can use us for a world that so desperately needs His salvation. The Lord Jesus Christ was born into this world and took on our human form so that one day He could die on the cross so that not only you and I could be saved, but also so the entire world could be saved. This is the true Christmas message. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Lord Jesus Christ lived and died and was raised from the dead for us. And if we want to choose to be fair with him, we should choose to love him and to do his will, no matter what the cost. We have everything to gain and nothing of true value to lose through him. I challenge you today to be ready through the Lord Jesus Christ so you can be a part of his eternal kingdom. His kingdom is eminent and it will be forever and ever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, I praise you and I worship you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the opportunity of salvation, of eternal life that you give us through him. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that we will endure hardship and tribulation as followers of Jesus Christ in this world. But Lord God, there is something greater that awaits us. There is a hope, Lord God, that is unimaginable. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand that there is an eternal life, an eternal reward after all of this is said and done. The here and now cannot compare to the eternity that is coming. Help us, O oh Lord, to be ready. Help us, O oh Lord, to have humble hearts before you. Help us, O oh God, to turn away from our sins and to follow you with all of our hearts. Heavenly Father, help us to withstand whatever we need to withstand and to overcome through the Lord Jesus Christ. And when everything has been said and done, that we may be standing firm on our faith in the Lord that died for us and that gave his life so that we could live forever. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise, O Lord God, forever and ever.
the name that is above all names. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.